Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show, another episode of the mini-sode. Love it. Where we uh, kind of get to the point really quick about one of our businesses and just a quick lesson and some key things that you can take away and put into action immediately, which is really what this mini-sode is all about. Yes. If you don't have time, this is it. You awesome. just get this little pill of knowledge and swallow it for your day. You're going to feel good. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. So, so this week's all about, uh, not this week, but this, this episode in essence is all about the art of enrolling people with private money. And so many, so many people in this business get to the point where they, they've maxed out their, their portfolio because yeah. they put their own money in, which is awesome, but they almost want to get to that next level. I want to buy more or do more. And you just kind of get tapped with your own money. So mm -hmm. a great way to obviously grow your business is through private money, whether those are loans or equity. We're not going to get into that whole discussion right now, but I want to just share a quick lesson about the importance of always being like in the space of networking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm always like, you know, everyone says always be selling. I'm like, no, it's not always be selling, always be networking. That is my, one of my mottos. Um, good. Yes. You know, my husband laughs at me because, you know, we went to a wedding recently and I'm like, do you have business cards? I do. And he's like, Liz, we're going to a <laughs> wedding. Why do we need business cards? That I'm like, you never know who you're going to meet. So I, yeah. I am a firm believer of that. I don't care if you're, you know, whatever you're going to a picnic, bring your business cards. You never know who you're going to talk to. So during my consulting days, I should give you a little context. I would always, 
you know, build my business in terms of my clients and, and everything by like networking with people. And, um, and I also always maximize my travel. So if I was going to an area, I'd be like, okay, who do I know in that area that I can meet with? Because if I'm going to go, yeah. So I was, you know, I was, one time I was going to New York City, I was meeting with a client uh, and I'm like, you know what? New York City is not like it's super far, but it was a couple hours of a train ride. I'm like, who else can I meet from a networking perspective? So I thought of this, uh, this guy who I, you know, uh, went to grad school with and I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to reach out to him, you know, and, and who knows, he might be someone who could refer me to other people or just good person to reconnect with. So he said, no problem. I'd love to meet you for coffee. So we, we met for coffee. We're chatting. Um, you know, this is before kids. So, you know, what do most people talk about before kids? Pretty much your work, you know, and <laughs> he, didn't have, he didn't have kids. I didn't have kids. So, you know, we would talk about that and talked about our, our days at, we went to, you know, University of Pennsylvania together. Um, he got his degree and he got his master's degree in um, business and I actually went to social work school, but regardless, we, we, we kind of connected about Penn and Philly and things like that. And, and he said, what else are you up to? And I told him about my consulting work and and I also mentioned, you know, I also, we also invest in real estate. He goes, well, that's interesting. And he kind of perked up. He got very, you know, he just, his body language just kind of perked right up when I said that. Wow. Yeah. So I said, yeah, we, you know, we have a portfolio in, 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 you know, New Jersey and we do some, we do some flipping, but we mostly are really buying dilapidated, you know, rentals and multifamily and we renovate them and then, and then rent them out and then manage them at the time we were managing them. He goes, you know, I would love to invest in real estate but I just don't have the time. And I meet- That sounds so good. Those are like golden words, right? Because those are great, great private money uh, partners for your business. They want to invest in real estate. They see the value. They just don't have the time. And if you have the time, then, you know, that would be like a great partnership. So regardless, I said, you know what? Um, you know, I'm, and I shared a bunch with him, but he's, he's like, I'd love to meet your husband because it sounds like, you know, I'd have a lot in common with him. So I connected him to, to Matt since he was kind of a little more of the day-to-day operator at the time mm-hmm. in our business. And over a couple of meetings, they, they decided to do their first equity deal together. So what, what that means is they formed an LLC. Um, you know, they were 50, 50 partners. Matt put in zero at that time because he had a track record. We had other rentals. He was the feet on the street. He had the knowledge, you know, and he that's put in- That's what he was bringing to the table. That's what he was bringing to the table. Um, you know, our investor put in 50 grand as the equity. These were small single families in, in row homes in Trenton. Um, okay. So that's all that was needed. And, you know, the rest is history. He's still an active investor in our business. That was eight years ago. Wow. So I just want to say, you just never know- what people's interests are. And I'm not a believer that like you should just, you know, strike up a conversation when you're shopping in Target with people. Like that's weird, hey. you know? You know, hey, like are you buying toilets. Are you interested in investing in real estate? Yeah, like that's just weird. Don't be like, you know, ladies listening aren't weird people, but there are some weird people that have come up to me in Target and like start pitching me on, well, on businesses. But anyway, my point is though, when you're in the conversation with people, like Andres has said in other shows, like being passionate about what you're up to, you're just sharing what you're up to. Yeah. And I think that's number one. So I, I wanted to share a little bit about, um, you know, enrolling people in, in the, you know, the art of enrolling. And I, I wanted to share, it's not persuading people because if you're persuading someone, you're kind of convincing them of something. Mm-hmm. That's actually not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about enrollment, meaning you're creating a win-win opportunity. Yeah. Genuine, like organic. Genuine. Yeah. Organic. Like this is not just like, you know, can you give me some money? 
No, like you're providing an investment opportunity. And the biggest thing that people raising private money don't get is that you are not asking for money. You are <laughs> providing an investment opportunity. That's huge. Right? You're not begging for money because if you are, then you shouldn't be doing it. You're not exactly. actually. Nope. So, a few key things. Number one, obviously finding people to meet with. Go to the circles that you're already familiar with, people that you went to college with, people that you might go to church with, people that you're in your uh, community groups, what have you. But start connecting with people and just networking with them. And I'm not saying have this agenda like and have this spreadsheet of this next deal you want to invest yet. I'm saying just connect with them and ne start networking with other like-minded, successful people. You just never know what can come of it. So that's number one. Number two, before you can enroll people, you have to be prepared. And I think often people, you know, don't have their elevator speech figured out. They don't have their goals figured out. They don't even know what they're really like super focused on figured out. And if you don't have that stuff figured out and then you just say to people, oh yeah, I invest in real estate. And then they start asking you questions and you're like, oh, I do a little of this, I do a little of that. And then they start asking you more questions. It just, it doesn't look like you're focused. It looks like you're dabbling. And quite honestly, who would invest with you? Like that, that doesn't, wouldn't want to make me invest. But if you said to someone, yeah, I invest in real estate. Um, you know, I just flipped two properties this year and, you know, it took X months and, you know, we profited X dollars. So we're really excited about doing more of that next year. Then not, oh, that's interesting. How do you do that? And we, you know, we use private capital to grow our business. Oh, that's interesting. What does that look like? So you got to, you got to know what you're up to and be specific and get to the point with people in a really nice enrolling way versus like, you know, just kind of not being focused. I can't yeah. tell you how many people say to me, I want more deals or I just, you know, I look for good deals. Well, what the hell does a good deal mean? Like that's, exactly. <laughs> like that's so broad. That doesn't even, you know, so that's just something to, to keep in mind. I also would say that when you're talking with people, especially potential private money partners that you're like, you know what, this person has a self-directed IRA or this person's got some, you know, liquidity that would be a great partner for me. So just some people that you're like, I have, a, I, have a, I have a suspicion that they could have some private capital that they would want to invest. You always want to seek to understand first. And what I mean by that is you need to understand what their goals are. Sometimes people need money now. So maybe, maybe they're not interested in investing in an apartment building deal that you have that you have, a whole, you know, they're going to need to, you know, um, turn around in a year. That's not yeah. going to be helpful to them. But other people want short-term lending opportunities. Some people want long-term. Some people are at the retirement stage. Some people are younger at the beginning of their, their growth building stage. So you need to seek to understand. And that's the number one thing I would say is if you really get someone that you're like, this is a potential partner for me, seek to understand them, then share, the, share your goals, and then you can see if there's a win-win opportunity. Um, so that, that's just a couple of things. And the key is finding, like, finding alignment. I often say like, it's like a match game. You know, when you're a kid and you played the match game, you said like, okay, um, the car is here, so find another car. You know, the elephant's here, find another elephant. Well, it's the same thing. Sometimes you have an opportunity, like you're flipping houses, that may not be good for the person you're talking mm -hmm. to. But you know what? They may know someone. And if you Absolutely. build a relationship and stay in front of them, then they may be able to refer you to someone and else. And you never know when that deal is going to come. You know, if somebody comes to me and say, hey, I'm looking for this opportunity deal. Oh, today, I don't have that. Nothing that fits that criteria. Who knows? I can get a call half an hour later tomorrow, next week. And 
and that's the deal. We always keep track of everybody that we talk to and what are their goals. So if something comes up and then we can, we can do, as you said, we can match the person to the, you know, the opportunity. And and you know, the, the key here is to be a resource. So are you, you know, when you, once you network with people, like how do you stay in touch with them? Or do you have a podcast? Do you have a blog? Do you have something that you're sharing your knowledge with others? That is the fastest and best way to grow your circle of influence. So people want to, like, I want to do business with this person. Wow. They're up to some really cool things. Um, Absolutely. And, I say the last thing besides that you're not asking for money, you are providing an investment opportunity. I can't, I can't say that enough. Um, I'd say the last thought is also, I think, I think often people who are a little more cautious or not as bold, I should say, don't just ask people direct questions. So if you are in that conversation with someone who could very well be a potential partner for you and you've shared what you're up to, they've shared what they're up to, and in your head, you're like, this is a match, right? This is a potential partner for me. Sometimes you have to say, so do you think you'd be interested in my next project? Like you need to ask them that point blank versus like assuming that they're going to like, like they're going to wake up every day thinking about you and your project. <laughs> I, I, I hate to break it to you. But I think sometimes people in this role, especially as an investor, you feel like, ah, if they're interested, they'll let me know or no, no, they may not because you know what? People don't think about you every day. Sorry. I mean, you know, so you have to just be bold. People need to understand the whole process, like from A A to Z. Yeah. And you know, Matt lists your husband. Yeah. (laughs) he wrote a book called Raising Capital for Bigger Pockets, which I highly recommend you guys to read it because he talks from A to Z all the different options that you have for raising capital. Is it for a single family? Is it for apartment complexes? You know, you have different things. And if you understand the whole process, because those are the questions that the private lender will ask you during the conversation. So right. you got to understand the whole process in order to do it. So I highly recommend you guys to check it out. Yeah, and there's a lot more details in, in that book than I've gone into, but I wanted to give some thoughts around always be networking, seek to understand, have your goals like really like to the point and, yes. um, and just look for alignment and just get it that you are, especially if you're in, been in this business and you have done deals and you've done some great deals, like you have a track record, you have something to offer people. You're not just asking for money. And yeah. and, and also don't be afraid to just ask people. So do you think you'd be interested in potentially working with me in the future? That's all you have to ask. And like, you're not asking them to get their checkbook out and write yeah. you a million dollar check. You just ask them if they'd be interested. And I think sometimes we skirt around direct questions and we have to be a little more direct. So absolutely hope that was helpful. Uh, get out there, network and, you know, keep building your, your portfolio of, of money partners. Cause it's so important to uh, grow in this business. Yes. Have fun doing it. Bye guys. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, Go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.